Hello, and welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Turner. Today's poem is by Edna St. Vincent Millay. She was an American poet who lived from 1892 to 1950. She received the Pulitzer Prize for Poetry in 1923, being the third woman to do so. I've mentioned it before, but Richard Wilbur once said that she wrote some of the best sonnets of the century. The poem that I'm going to read today is not actually a sonnet. It is called Autumn Chant, and it goes like this. Now the autumn shudders in the rose's root. Far and wide, the ladders lean among the fruit. Now the autumn clamors up the trellised frame, and the rose remembers the dust from which it came. Brighter than the blossom on the rose's bough sits the wizened orange, bitter berry now. Beauty never slumbers. All is in her name. But the rose remembers the dust from which it came. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you, you've heard me say that I'm, I'm not really here to tell you what I think a poem means. Uh, I'm more interested in what the effect of a poem is. Now, at times I, I do get into what it might mean or be implying or things like that. But there's a couple things about this poem that I really like for the effect that they have. The first thing that I wanted to mention is the word shudders at the very beginning. So the, the, the first couplet is now the autumn shudders in the rose's root. And the shudders is the first, the end, the, the, the last line, the last word of the first line. Excuse me. That's a great word uh, for a poem about autumn, especially. It's got the, got the concept of shivering, which relates to being cold, but it also has the connotation of fear. I wish I, I, I really am, I, I like that. The, the concept of kind of being alone, the concept of trembling, things like that. But it also has the connotation of shudder, like shutters, like you close the shutters, um, you close something in. Um, I find all those connotations to be so compelling for a poem about autumn, a poem about uh, the changing of the seasons the threat of coming cold, the end of a harvest, all those different sorts of things come together in that one word that ends the first line of the poem. It's got such a, a punch right from the get-go, which I think is so, uh, so effective and, and so great. I also love, in the second stanza, the way the poet personifies autumn. So we have the idea of um, the ladders are leaning among the fruit, you know, suggestive of there's somebody climbing up them to harvest the fruit, right? But then in the second stanza, the autumn clamors up the trellised frame. So we've had a passing of time since the fruit was being harvested. And you know, now there's no fruit there, there's no ladder there. It's autumn itself, which is climbing up the trellised frame. That suggests a sort of oncomingness of it, right? Like a, like a progress. Um, there's, there's a mission or something that's got to be accomplished by autumn. In this case, it's, 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 it's arriving. It's clamoring up a trellis frame like, like an enemy might climb up over the walls of a, of a castle. But then, the third thing I wanted to mention that I love is the idea of, in the third stanza, we've now progressed to brighter than the blossom on the rose's bough sits the wizened orange bitter berry now. <laughs> and suggestive, I think, of the future is sitting up there despite the 
passing of the seeds, the passing away of the harvest, there's a little bitter berry. It's, it's, it wouldn't taste good right now, but it, it's there waiting. It's resting. The f- be- beauty may not slumber, but there be- there's beauty in that thing that is slumbering, that's, that's hibernating, that's waiting for the seasons to change. And so it's this concept of a cyclical nature. So, I, I, you know, and, and I think that that is found also in the form of the poem, right? The, the sort of chanting. The the this, there's a sing-songy nature to this. Like if, if you had your kids read this poem, they're probably going to read the rhymes. They're going to read it relying on the rhymes. They're going to read it in a sort of sing-song approach you get in most rhyming poetry. That itself has a sort of religious, worshipful, liturgical almost um, sense about it. Um, and 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 that is that's compelling. Also, the, the suggestiveness of of future promise. So it's got this sort of hopeful subtext, I think, even as the autumn is climbing like an enemy over a wall. I think I just think the complicated nature of all these things interacting together has such a great effect. I don't necessarily need to be able to say what this poem exactly means or what she's getting at because there is an effect in this poem, which by observing and pointing towards, I can say what the poem's doing better than coming at any kind of thesis statement and in a way that's going to speak to experiencing the poem itself more than just restating what the poem is trying to say. That's why I think effect is such an important thing to get at in poetry. So I've said enough. Once more, this is Edna St. Vincent Millay's Autumn Chant. Now the autumn shudders in the rose's root. Far and wide the ladders lean among the fruit. Now the autumn clamors up the trellised frame, and the rose remembers the dust from which it came. Brighter than the blossom on the rose's bough sits the wizened orange bitter berry now. Beauty never slumbers, all is in her name, but the rose remembers the dust from which it came. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.